are live. Good evening, Bitcoiners from around the world. Welcome, everyone, to the UK Bitcoin Master live show, episode number 371. Great to have you all in the house. Don't forget to pound the like button, people. Don't forget to share this out on any social media that you use. I would greatly uh, appreciate that. Today is Monday, the 8th of November, 2021. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's like, where the hell is the year going? I say this on lots of shows, don't I? But it's just absolutely hammering, boy. And the exciting thing is we are right in the middle of Q4 of 2021, you know, and we're all hoping exciting things are going to happen. But of course, none of us have a crystal ball. So it's about buying and hodling. Don't panic, just hodl. Those of you that bought and held and kept DCAing through all the turbulence. I bet you're smiling a bit now, aren't you, people? It's 66,000 just over. So exciting times. Again, none of us have got that crystal ball. So it is about holding and DCAing and just building up your stash. I hate that word. Pot. Not sure about that word. Portfolio. Definitely not. It's just about buying and holding um, Bitcoin. <clears throat> so welcome, everyone. If you are brand new to the channel, it is so important that you do your own research. It is so important that you check out down here and read it because you are not going to get any financial advice from me. You are not going to see any charts. You are not going to get any price predictions. I don't do any of that stuff. I go live a couple of times a week just to try and inspire those that want to tune in that uh, they too could put themselves and their families in a unique position not too far into the future by A, getting in the rabbit hole, doing their research, and then if it feels right, you know, buying some Bitcoin and then storing it offline. That is my not even advice. Uh, I can't give you any financial advice. That's what we are doing. That's what our family members are doing. And I would encourage people to, again, do their own research. I would also encourage you, if you are new, check out these two websites, ukbitcoinmaster.com. That is where all of my videos are housed up to this one, 371. Uh, bitcoininterviews.com. I've extracted all of the live interviews that I've done to date and they're housed there so people that want to listen to the interviews can find them easily. Now, if you have not watched my interview last Thursday with Gigi of the 21 million What I've Learned by Falling Down the Rabbit Hole book fame, then I would encourage you to watch it because it was a superb conversation, not even an interview, really. We just had a good old chinwag, a good old conversation and put the world to rights about Bitcoin. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, we chatted afterwards. And from what I can gather, so did Gigi. So do check that out. And finally, I don't run this show for any type of tips, but you can use this UK uh, tipping.me at UK slash at UK Bitcoin Master um, Lightning address to practice sending sats around. Set up on your phone wallet of Satoshi or Moon Wallet. Uh, put yourself a tiny bit of Bitcoin on there, maybe, you know, 10,000, 20,000 sats. 
a few quid, a few dollars, and then practice sending a few around. Dave Shackelford, that is always in my chat from Phoenix, Arizona, is constantly orange-pilling people, then getting them to set up a lightning wallet on their phone, and then showing them how simple it is to send Satoshis across the Atlantic from the US to the UK, permissionless, no middlemen involved and pretty well instant and for almost no fees whatsoever. So that tipping.me address is a great way for anyone to just practice. You send 100 sats and it's, I think it's a penny. Whatever it is, it's it, it hardly registers. It might not even register as a penny. I don't know. So let me get that out of the way, but use it. Okay, very, very quickly, who have we got in the chat? Okay, I can see Lance Hoddles in the house. Uh, Caitlin, my granddaughter, welcome to you, sweetie. Great to see you. My lovely wife, uh, Elaine, Mrs. UK, is in the house. Badge Dobnik, good to see you, Badge. Alexis Menard, we've got Vinnie Rondo. <clears throat> Matthew Underhill's in the house. Welcome, Matthew. Good to see you. Barefoot Barry coming in uh, from New Zealand. Okay, people, thank you for being in the chat, but we got to get more eyeballs on these shows, and I'll tell you why. Because if you feel what is going to happen is the same as what I feel. We are going to get a pump at some point and people are going to be flocking into Bitcoin. They're going to be Googling Bitcoin. Do you want to go them to go and find a shitcoiners channel that, oh, I don't normally say stuff like that, that, that you know, takes them down the, the altcoin route and they could end out losing money? Or do you want them to not lose money on some kind of rubbish coin and find Bitcoin off the bat? And if you do, then you owe it to yourself, to me and to them noobs that you don't know to actually pick the link up for this show and get five people you know to send it to them. Tweet it out on Twitter or whatever social media platform you're on Um, um Facebook. You'll find me at facebook.com slash UK Bitcoin master. You know, then we've got more chance of more people getting eyeballs on this video because it keeps it current. If you go back in after when the show's finished and leave a comment, that helps to keep it current. It helps to mess around with YouTube algorithms um, as well. I've just seen Ian Stewart in the house. Ian, welcome. Good to see you live. Haven't seen you for a while in the, ch in the chat. Always good to see you um, in the house. Okay, people, right. We need to get to work. We need to start doing something. First thing I want to do, I want to take a quick look at the price. As you can see, $66,026 there. Um, but something I want to point out, number one, the important thing to understand here, if I can get my mouse to move, hold on, my mouse is playing up, is this thing that's flashing on your screen right now. Currently, for every dollar that you spend, you are going to get 1,515 uh, Satoshis. So when somebody says to you, Bitcoin 66K, it's, you know, I've missed the boat, it's too expensive. What you want to do is explain to them that Bitcoin is divisible into 100 million units called Satoshis, and they can still buy 1,500 Satoshis for $1. And that gets them to think, 
Oh, well, I could do that. And then you can say, and for $10, you can get 15,000 Satoshis. You know, and in the future, people's salaries will be, you know, worked out in Satoshis. So you are not too late, whoever they're talking to. So this one up here is really important. Now, let me tell you what else is really important and really exciting. You've all seen this chart before. You notice that I've got it on the all button up here. Whoops, I'm flashing. You can see it there, the all button. But here, And you can see what happened from Bitcoin's inception, the pump of 2013, 2017, obviously 2020 and 2021. But here's the really exciting thing. Take a look on the right-hand side here, and you will see that this is in increments of uh, 10,000, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. If you click this button here called log, and I would encourage you all to get this bitbo.io um chart because I think it's fantastic. But look what happens since the start of Bitcoin. If we look at the log chart and look what happens to the figures on the right. Now, this is actually what's happened with Bitcoin since inception, a steady curve in the upward direction. But look, right here now, we are at 60 six, I can't quite get it, but 66. But it only takes a tiny jump to here and you're at 240,000. So keep in mind, this is a logarithmic chart, and this just shows you how simple it would be if the pump starts to happen to go from this 66 mark up to the 240,000 mark. Don't you find that blooming exciting, particularly when you see all the highs and the lows all the way down since Bitcoin's been in, you know, in an existence, just imagine doubling this chart again, and that's going up through 240,000, half a million, 1 million, 5 million, 20 million. It is all coming in the future. Now, I don't have the magic wand, so I don't know when it's coming, but I know it's coming. And the interesting thing is, if we go back over to the sats per dollar, I remember the last show I did, you were getting 1,600 Satoshis for your dollar. Now it's 1,500. And you need to understand that, that the longer you leave it, the higher the price goes, the less Satoshis you are going to get for your money. So I just wanted to really point that out to you guys. Okay, so that said, here's a challenge. <clears throat> we can all get broadsided, sidetracked by all the media out there, all the hype, all the rubbish about Bitcoin. You know, it's pumped. Is there going to be a dump, etc.? So you, just like me, need people you follow that can help you to normalize your emotions, okay, so that you know that everything is good. And one of the people that I follow, now I don't actually follow her per se, but every time she's on a podcast, I listen to what she's got to say. And that is a lady by the name of Lynn Alden. Now, Lynn Alden is a oh, it's just gone right out of my head, an investment strategist. And what I like about Lynn is she doesn't get any go, yeah, yeah, Bitcoin, 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 yeah, yeah, Bitcoin. She looks at everything, stocks, bonds, equities, futures, 
property, you know, the S&P 500, absolutely everything. And she was really not interested in Bitcoin um, when she was first approached about it. But all of a sudden, things changed and she started to look into Bitcoin. So I've got a few short video excerpts from um, a show that... Um, uh, Lynn was recently on called Kitco. Okay. And she came up with some great points. And the first point she came out with was, in fact, that's it. let me get over to the window ready. The first point she came out with, they said, you know, look, we've had a pump. Are we about to have a dump? And the first... <laughs> A dump in price, forgive me. That's a word in the UK we use for something else. Um, are we about to get a correction? Let's use that word or a pullback. And um, she said, well, firstly, we've already had, uh, you know, a correction from 60, 63,000 or whatever it was, or 64,000 back down to 29,000. And here we are back in the mid 60s again, you know, and she was saying that all the on-chain indicators are looking more bullish than bearish over the next six months. Reasons why she was talking about ETFs. Let's have a listen to what Lynn has got to say in this first segment. Okay, hang on. Where is it? Here we go. Now, Bitcoin has breached new all-time highs recently, surpassing its previous all-time high in the spring. Some speculators are saying that, well, it's time for a pullback because that's what Bitcoin typically does when it breaches an all-time high. Others are saying, well, because of the recent momentum, it's, it's too strong to issue a bearish narrative now. It's, uh, yeah. So where do you stand? Uh, so overall, we already seen somewhat of a pullback. I mean, when it went up to something like 67,000. It came back down to something like 60,000. Uh, it's been bouncing around. I don't have a strong view over the next few weeks what it does. Overall, the on-chain indicators uh, generally look pretty bullish at this time. Uh, you know, now that we have Bitcoin ETFs, there's, you know, you have to watch the futures markets as well. It's, it's obviously it's gotten more complex in order to map the the kind of intermediate direction for Bitcoin. Uh, but overall, I'd say that the bullish case is, 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 in my view, a lot stronger than the bearish right. case when looking out, say, six months. OK, so here's the thing. There's a, a, a few, let's use the word experts, that are actually saying that this bull run could go into the middle of next year. Then we've got other arguments saying that because of everything going on and the or the adoption, that we may not see, you know, tr the traditional um, bear markets that we've seen in the past. And Lynn will talk about that um, a little bit more in a minute. But, you know, also, you know, there's talk of, are we going to get a Bitcoin in crypto winter? You know, could that happen? You know, she talks about the fact that, you know, we've got these four-year epochs or, you know, a, you know, a, a process where Bitcoin has a halving, then a bull run, then a two-year bear market, making the four years up and then it starts again. Well, she rightly points out that, you know, in living history, they've only had three of those. So you haven't really got enough of these epochs to, you know, get an idea of what's going to happen going forward. You know, past performance doesn't always indicate future performance. You know, what she talks about is the fact that most of the Bitcoin that's ever going to be mined, you know, 19, nearly 19 million of it is out there already. So as time moves on, these halvings are going to get less and less of an importance, if that makes some kind of sense. Um, you know, she talks about, um, you know, the amount of coins that are on exchanges and looks at past exchanges. You know, let's have a look at what she's got to say there. 
Finally, uh, I want to ask you about uh, the concept of a Bitcoin or a crypto winter. I've heard this from uh, several analysts I've spoken to. Last time we had a high in 2017, the Bitcoin price corrected um, by a tremendous margin and it stayed flat for a number of years before regaining its strength um, earlier last year. Do you think that could happen again this time, next year? I think it certainly could happen. There are, there are a couple factors that I, that I think are different this time. Because uh, remember, that's a pretty small sample size. Bitcoin's been around for you know, 12, 13 years, and it goes through these four-year halving cycles. So those 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 winters occurred kind of in the second half of a halving cycle. Uh, and so we're talking about a sample size of like three. Uh, and so I think when we extrapolate that out, we have to be aware of a couple of differences. One is that as Bitcoin has kind of reached the, the later stages of its distribution, right? So so in er- those earlier uh, markets, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of new supply of Bitcoin was still pretty high, whereas because of those supply flow halvings, you know, almost 19 million Bitcoin already exist, and the other the other two million are, are the ones still to be distributed. Uh, and so those havings, I think, will matter less and less going forward. We're also seeing that you know, for those prior cycles, the amount of Bitcoin on exchanges kept increasing. So there there were kind of local periods where it would go down a little bit, but generally you had a structural, uh, persistent increase in the amount of Bitcoin on exchanges during both bull and bear markets, whereas ever since around March 2020, we've seen a pretty persistent drain in Bitcoin from exchanges, and that's kind of partially tied to the fact that we're, they were kind of near the end of its, of its you know, supply distribution, at least. It's interesting because, you know, we've got this um, initiative every 3rd of um, January, which is not your coins, not your Bitcoins, get get your Bitcoin off exchanges. Um, but, you know, I think that more and more hodlers, people that understand where this thing is going, are literally buying coins, get them off of exchanges, put them, putting them into cold storage and then just holding them for the long term for their family. And there's more and more regular people like us that are doing that. Sorry, Lynn. You know, it's it, it's going to be distributed out, you know, for about 100 years still, but it's, it's asymptotic. So, you know, we increasingly get, you know, the majority of coin distributed. And so that changes the supply uh, demand constraints. The last thing I'd point out is that because of the way that mining has shifted. So it used to be these small operators, many of them in China. Uh, but as we've shifted more towards professional operators uh, and as we've we've gone into North America, especially publicly traded companies, a lot of them have, you know, better access to capital. So they can issue equity. Uh, they can issue loans that are backed by their Bitcoin collateral. There are a lot of uh, you know institutions in the in the space that over the past you know two three years have studied the space. They know how to lend to miners now. They you know they they feel comfortable with that risk. They have that specialization, and so because of that better cost of capital, a lot of miners don't ever have to sell their Bitcoin. So we have publicly traded miners where their their goal is to mine Bitcoin and then hodl it, uh, and so that somewhat changes also that four year. Uh, supply, you know, having cycle. And so I think whether or not we get a crypto winter will partially depend on how euphoric it gets in the first place. So in those prior crypto winters, you got extremely high euphoria in Bitcoin and other cryptos. Whereas I think here you've not, you know, by most indicators, you've not seen Bitcoin reach those lofty heights of, of euphoria that you've seen in, in prior highs. Uh, but if it, if it were to get to a very high level, I do think you'd have a, a longer cool off period I just don't know if it would last kind of the same length of time. It really depends on, on it's more about demand in my view, uh, whereas supply is already getting pretty interesting how tight it is. So she's saying there that, you know, 
it's, it, it's there's a high chance it could look very very different um, going forward. You know, when you take that most of the Bitcoin's been mined in like twelve years, and it's going to take you know another hundred, I believe, one hundred and twenty years from now to mine the last two million Bitcoin. You know, you've got adoption, you've got lots of institutions now, if not in, but sat on the fence doing their research and ready to come in. And here's the other thing that I find so exciting, really exciting. I remember when I got in in May 2020, I bought my first couple of Bitcoin and I didn't know what Bitcoin was, what cryptocurrency was. I just did a bit of research and thought this is worth getting hold of some. There could be something in this. And then as we went through, you know, all the the, the SegWit debate and then we had the, the fork off of Bitcoin Cash, who? Oh, yeah, Bcash, sorry, um, you know, and all that. And then we started getting the run up. You know, I saw it running up towards the end of 2017, up towards 20K. I didn't have a clue. I was just telling all my family, you got to get in, you got to get in. I didn't know what was going on and there was going to be a huge crash the other side of it or a correction right back down to 3,000. But now I do understand that, you know, and I remember leading up to the, the, as the bull run was heading up to 20k, the FOMO, the fear of missing out, the euphoria, the hype was mental. It was just mental. I'll never forget it. And the exciting thing right now is as we speak at this moment, we woke up this morning and Elaine said to me, have you seen Bitcoins up? And we looked at the price and we sort of looked at each other and went, oh, well, you know, there's no euphoria yet. There's no hype yet. There's no FOMOing yet. And it makes me think, are we at this point, like in 2017, when we were at, you know, four or five K and we're still going to see two, three, four X from here? Because you'll know when the euphoria starts, when the absolutely craziness starts, if it's the same as 2017, you'll know. And that has not even started yet, which I find absolutely mind-blowing, which tells me that we've got a long way to go yet before this, this bull market is over. And then there is an argument that are we going to see the cycles looking different? Lynn was talking about that. Are they going to shrink? Are they going to change? Are we going to see not so bigger a pullback and then not so long a bear market, and then the thing goes off again. So this is where selling some of your Bitcoin, thinking it's going down and crashing 85%, and then you see some red candles, you sell your Bitcoin and think you'll hold your fiat, which I wouldn't, and then you'll get back in as it gets to the bottom, and then all of a sudden the thing does an upturn, and it flies off to the moon again, and now you are out of position. And if you want that Bitcoin back, you've got to spend a load more money to get back into position. Just buy and hold the financial instruments, I believe, and it's no financial advice, the financial instruments are coming where the asset that you own, Bitcoin, close quotes, will have such value that banks, institutions, they will pay you hefty yields 
to loan them your Bitcoin where you hold the keys. They loan it for liquidity and you'll never need to get rid of your Bitcoin. You'll simply borrow against it like most wealthy, successful millionaires and billionaires currently do today. Now, I've never lived in that world, so I don't know how that might learn look. And I've got to learn all of that. But I'm certainly of the mind now where strong Bitcoin hand, you ain't getting my Bitcoin out of my possession, people. I'm watching closely what's going on with these financial um instruments that will come along over the next couple of years. Um, I see we've got um, Jerry Gallagher in the house. Jerry, welcome. My Bill 66 is with us. Matt Underhill, I think I said hello to you, Matt. But if I didn't, um, there you go. Hello to you. Um, as always, people, don't forget to pound the like button. Really important. OK, so we've heard from Lynn Alden. Why? why Bitcoin is potentially a good investment. Um, you know, some of the reasons, some of the things we've got to consider, look out for, etc. So holding Bitcoin's great. <clears throat> but if you want to build your strong hand, you've got to know why it's doing what it's doing and what it's doing and when it might be doing it. And that is why I follow people like Lynn. Um, I follow Will Clemente, the young lad, Willie Wu. These are great on-chain analysts that give you indicators. They don't make any price predictions, but I follow them nevertheless. And, you know, Lynn always has good things to say as about Bitcoin as a level-headed um, investment strategist across Across the board, she feels the asymmetric upside bet to Bitcoin is pretty incredible for the coming years, which is why you want to get it before instead of getting 1500 sats to your dollar, you get 1400, then 13, then 12, then 11, and then 700. You know, if it's 1500 sats, if Bitcoin's price were to double right now, which I believe is coming, that 1500 sats for your dollar becomes 750 sats for your same dollar. Yeah. So, you know, that's the downside. As Bitcoin's price goes up, we get less and less BTC for the money we are investing. So, you know, it is about um, understanding that, setting up, uh, you know, a DCA, regular DCA where it gets bought regularly for you uh, on the exchange of your choice. There is an exchange here in the UK I want everybody to be aware of that um, I've registered with. I really like the interface. They've got quite a track record. They've just bought CoinFloor in the UK, and that is Coin Corner. And their link is in the notes below. I'm really impressed with Coin Corner, if I'm honest. And that is where going forward, I will be using no longer using um, Coinbase. Uh, Saf Frosty Ashington, good to see you guys in the house um, as always. So we've heard from Lynn Alden. I want to swing it over now and I want to um, come on to somebody else who, again, until I got into all of this, I didn't know who these people were. OK, but now I do know these people. And I've seen this guy, George Gammon. He is a he's an investor. He's an entrepreneur. Um, very, very wealthy guy. And let's hear what he's got to say about why everyone should be holding some Bitcoin. Now, I want to be careful here because I don't want to get my channel closed down. So I don't want to start talking about things that can get you thrown off of social media to do with the craziness that's going on in the world uh, right now. Um, but he 
explains a little bit about his views on why people should be holding some Bitcoin, particularly, you know, when the world is in real risk of being faced with tyranny, which is really, really scary. So let's quickly hear what George Gammon has got to say. But I think the best reason for having Bitcoin right now is because there is a very real chance that if you value freedom more than you value safety, that you are going to be kicked out of the banking system. You may be kicked out of society. I mean, we see this happening right now, and I won't go into great detail to keep it uh, YouTube friendly, but uh, we see a, a specific group in our population that are now not allowed into restaurants or they're not allowed into gyms, and maybe they won't be allowed in grocery stores or on airplanes in the future. So we're getting this segregation of the population. And I think that uh, especially when you start layering on kind of a, a dehumanizing effect of that group, then I, I think there's a higher probability than zero that that group gets kind of excommunicated, if you will, from the banking system. Now, isn't that scary? You know, I saw a tweet early on today that somebody was saying that, you know, we're all being confined to a cage. They're not letting you go anywhere if you fight back against what they want us all to have. And I won't name it for obvious reasons. You know, all of a sudden you're going to be in this this leper group where people think you're going to kill them. So stay away and creating this, you know, this divide. You know, for example, America has opened their doors now for people to fly into the country that have had that thing. Um, so that means I can't go to America because I am not having that thing. And we all know what that thing is or the one that follows it and then the booster. No way. Not in a million. But it's really, really scary. And these are really educated people that are saying this. Um, he went on to talk about Caitlin Long. Now, Caitlin Long, if you don't know who Caitlin Long is, she used to work at JP Morgan Chase. She was head of their, I believe, pensions. She dealt with multi-billion pension funds. And she walked away from JP Morgan because she saw how corrupt they were. And she got into Bitcoin. Now she's got her own bank, Avanti Bank, which is a crypto bank bank in Wyoming. She's working with Wyoming State to put all these laws in place that make it crypto friendly there, Bitcoin friendly there, etc. And so, you know, he he was talking to Caitlin about how the heck would somebody, you know, get, um, you know, some kind of some Bitcoin if they were outlawed. Let's have a listen. You know, I was talking to Caitlin Long the other day on my show, and we were talking about, you know, how to buy Bitcoin if you were kicked out of the banking system. She says it would be very difficult, if not impossible to do legally. So that's why I've been telling people, Hey, even if you think the price of Bitcoin is going to go in half, who cares? You got to have some just in case you, you know, get, get uh, kicked out of the banking system because you're someone who has uh, a dissenting view or a view that's contrary to the mainstream narrative. And you need to keep some sort of purchasing power with you as a plan B. There we are again. You want that plan B. Now, here's the problem. SciFlyer67, Bram, VDB, Torop, welcome to you guys. I see you've just joined us. Great to have you in the house. Here's, the, here's the, the problem. Those of us that live in the affluent West, we think it won't happen to us. We think we're OK. It only happens to other countries. But do you really want to wait until 
you know, this tyranny comes down on us full force and all of a sudden we're, t we're totally trapped. You know, I my mind is all over. What do I do about this? How am I going to play this? Second citizenship, second passports. What are we going to do? The great thing about Bitcoin is, as George will say in a minute, it is a fantastic hedge as, you know, a, a fight back against going into that system where, you know, they run a central bank digital currency. And for you to get it, you've got to give them your ID. They've got to know everything about you. They know every transaction you make, where you go, what you spend your money on. Why did what why you, you know, what did you spend it on? They want to know if you haven't spent it, why not? And there'll be an expiry date. And if you don't spend it, then your money will disappear out of your bank. I mean, this is just absolutely stupid. And it, it's just a horrible, horrible, horrible world that I really fear that my children, my grandchildren and great grandchildren and theirs are going to live in long after I've gone. And it's really, really scary. What else did George have to say? But then I also think there's a fantastic argument for turning people on to Bitcoin as a way to open people's eyes to the risk of tyranny in our society. Uh, we see what's happening in Australia. And I think as Americans, that should be a wake up call. Because if that can happen in Australia, it can definitely happen here as well. There you go. You know, this is not me, some regular dude from the UK with pretty pictures over his arms. This is a very successful investor that is saying, look, you need to be aware that the world is changing. And the, and I, I talked about this on a previous show last week, I believe, where <clears throat> I know it was the, the one before where I had Guy Swan and he was talking about it's happening so slowly, so subtly that the majority of people are just going with it and agreeing to it and they don't know it's happening to them. And what he's saying is don't think it can't happen where you live in the world where all of a sudden they trap you and they put you in like a cage. And I mean, geez, what sort of world are we living in if that is racing towards us? It's almost like we're going to live in something like China. I mean, goodness gracious me. I don't want to be part of that. I want to opt out. And Bitcoin is our way to opt out of that. What else did George say? Unfortunately, the way we're hardwired as human beings is we just want to get rich fast. Yep. And uh, I'm sure, you know, so many people, the average Joe and Jane, that really don't understand why Bitcoin is special. They don't understand the philosophy behind it, but they're attracted to it just because they hear it on CNBC every 30 seconds, or they see the price go from, let's say 40,000 up to 60,000. And like, holy cow, how, how do I, how do I, you know, they kind of get FOMO, but see, that's a great opportunity because even if that FOMO, which I think is kind of negative, but it, regardless, if it sinks the hook and it gets them to understand why Bitcoin is interesting from a philosophical standpoint, then they get introduced to Austrian economics. Then they get introduced to the freedom and liberty movement. And see, then what you've done by enticing them by the price of Bitcoin going up is three months later, you talk to them. And now all of a sudden, they're also standing up for freedom and liberty and fighting this uh, aggressive movement towards tyranny that we have in the United States. Which I think is superb. So, you know, let's not 
go over the top and give them all three courses in one go that they can't digest. Let's get people looking at this space and those that want to go down the rabbit hole do their own research. They're the ones that are going to be enlightened, orange-pilled, whatever you want to call it. And what he's then saying is bit by bit, we can build the fight up against this crazy world that is racing towards us and fight for freedom, democracy, freedom of speech, you know, personal sovereignty instead of them putting us in a cage and telling us what we can and what we can't do. And that is the world, people, that is galloping towards us. And, and I'm fearful for the future. But equally, I'm hopeful because I believe Bitcoin you know, the old, the adage, isn't it? The meme is fix the money, fix the world, you know, fix the money and make Bitcoin the, you know, the global reserve currency. There'd be no reason for wars anymore. You know, I mean, governments will end out changing so that they have to serve us instead of taking from us what they can, you know, in taxes and everything else. I mean, Bitcoin, we've got such an opportunity, you know, right now at this point in history, we should be just Everyone we come into contact with, we should be asking the simple question, have you heard about Bitcoin? And then just give them. I mean, I've got a business card now that literally has just got my UK Bitcoin Master YouTube channel on it. And I say, go and have a look. You know, I talk about it. You know, you can find out a little bit about what it is. And I don't care if they check the business card in the bin. I just want to give that out every time I go out. And I don't care who it's to. I just ensure that I'm getting rid of them into people's hands. And you can do the same, people. You really can. OK, let me just switch tack for a minute. Uh, quickly, Shield Matt's book. He's in the house. Matthew Underhill's book. There it is, the Bitcoin book. A great book for beginners. I would say check it out on Amazon. You can read or you can get the Audible version Um I've read it twice. I've listened to it once. And it really is a great book. So I would encourage you to check out Matthew's book, um, The Bitcoin Book. Now me flipping curse has gone again. Hold on. This always happens when we're live. I've got a few tweets I want to belt through, if I may. Um, off the back of what we've just been talking about, um, Ron Paul used to be in the US government. The value of individual liberty is becoming evident to more and more people, with government in everyone's face attempting to coerce chemicals into everyone's body. The pain of losing freedom has become very real. One tends to see how precious freedom is once it is lost. There's an old saying again, you know, we don't realise how we treasured something until it's gone. And what I'm saying is, let's fight for freedom and not let them do what they're going to do when they are already doing to our world and us as individuals. Uh, Mark Moss um, I've been following Mark for a few weeks now. He has a great Bitcoin show, a uh, financial show on YouTube, and he comes out with some really, really good stuff. Your health is an asset. Your freedom is an asset. Your property is an asset. And it's time to focus on protecting those assets. Let's say you protect your freedom and your property, but you don't look after your health. You eat rubbish food. You don't take exercise. What is the point if you die young? That's what he's saying there. So, you know, our body, we've got to look after it because it's the only one we've got to live in. 
Look after your health, look after your freedom and look after your property. Um, Miss Hoddle, Justine Harper. I keep trying to get Justine on my show. Got a hell of a following. Uh, many think swiping their card instantly transfers money from their account to the merchant's account. In reality, that's data being transferred on the second layer. Base layer settlement can take weeks. So when you go into Starbucks and you buy a coffee and you swipe your card, you think that merchant gets your money. No, they can wait between 30 and 90 days to get paid while that payment goes through several clearinghouses, people. With Bitcoin, you can go into Starbucks in the UK right now. You can pay in Satoshis and that merchant gets it instantaneously. Bitcoin isn't replacing your card. It's replacing base layer settlement, i.e. central banks. You've got to get this. Even if you're only just getting into Bitcoin, understand why we Bitcoin. Look at this one from Bitcoin News. Europe's central bank digital currency to complement cash and help privacy. Oh, my flipping Picasso. No, it is going to help them know everything about you. I referred to that a few minutes ago, people. Do not buy this narrative because they will sell this narrative to the masses that central bank digital currency is a good thing for you. And I'm telling you now, once you sign up for it, once you give your fingerprint or your eye or whatever you need to do to get that, they know everything about you. They can track your movements. They can stop you leaving the country. They can stop you going into a concert if perhaps you haven't been jabbed or something. Central bank digital currencies are centralized. It means they can manipulate them just like they do with the pound, the dollar and the euro and the yen right now. It can be manipulated. The only thing that gives you the option to opt out of that is by owning Bitcoin, owning the most pristine asset on Mother Earth. And that is why I talk about getting some. Do your research and then if it feels right, get yourself some Bitcoin. And then from Aparman, I would encourage you to follow him on Twitter. He's got some fantastic learning resources, actually, um, for people of all levels. Those just new into Bitcoin, if you're interested in learning about like multi-signatures to protect your wallets, etc., he's a really good resource, Parman, the Bitcoin private key whisperer. So follow him. If you're not sure how to time your Bitcoin purchase, do this. Just damn well buy it at the current price and accept paying the premium for not being able to predict the future as though you were God. You're being given a price well under $10 million. Don't be picky. Now, that is macro. That is looking and having vision of where Bitcoin is going to be going. And they are talking of between 10 and 20 years, one Bitcoin being a billion dollars, people. So does that make 66,000 cheap or are you umming and ahhing and waiting for it to go back to 60 again or maybe down to 40 or 20 as some idiotic predictors are coming out with? Buy it now. Stop trying to time a little bit under when the thing is clearly over time going to be going upwards.
Okay, I want to give this a shill. I've got a friend that I always refer to down in Australia. His name is Bitcoin. Well, his um, avatar is Bitcoin to the moon. Now, uh, Bitcoin to the moon has got a website and he owns this package with Bitcoin to the moon dot com, BTC to the moon dot com. Um, there's Bitcoin to the moon dot org, Bitcoin to the moon dot net, Bitcoin to the moon dot io. Um, he is selling all of this, including these logos for anybody willing to pay 10.98 BTC. Now, for some of you thinking, what? It is understanding that when you've got a website that in the future and everybody across social media now refers to Bitcoin to the moon, yeah, Bitcoin is going to the moon. He's not silly. This guy buys domain names and holds them because he's switched on and he knows certain domain names can be worth fortunes in the future. Now, Michael Saylor from MicroStrategy, he sold um, crazy um, domain names for like 36 million and the like. And I think Bitcoin to the moon dot com in the future will be worth millions and millions and millions when we've got this adoption. And for somebody that buys it now for, let's call that 11 Bitcoin, 11 sixes, what's that? 66,000? No, 660,000. I don't know what it is. But whoever gets their hands on this can make themselves absolute fortunes down the road. So it is well worth checking it out and maybe not us buying it, but maybe we know a whale. Maybe we can get to a whale who might very well be interested in purchasing, purchasing this asset. I don't know what he calls it now. It is a name, he call, an asset portfolio. There we go, an, an asset portfolio. So check out the notes. You'll find the link. This is a PDF, but you'll find the link to this website and you can find out uh, more about it. And finally, lastly, but not least, you know me, I love quotes. Here's a great quote from the great late Muhammad Ali. He who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life. Down the road, people will say to you, yeah, you looking at this right now that might be just getting into Bitcoin. Golly, aren't you lucky? Let me tell you now, the risk taker always wins. The people that make fortunes in any industry, in any new innovation, are the people that look at it. They have a bit of a vision of where they believe it's going. And they say, I'm going to get in and I'm going to take a risk uh, because this looks a pretty good on the upside. Those people will make absolute fortunes. And the people that sat on the fence because they kept listening to everything on the mainstream media saying Bitcoin's a scam, you know, Bitcoin is for criminals. Those people will look up to those of us in Bitcoin in the future and say, golly, aren't you lucky? My response will be, you know what? The harder I work, i.e. the harder I hoddled when everybody around me was laughing at me and giving me a tough time, the harder I work to hold my Bitcoin and do nothing with it, the luckier I got. People, that is your UK Bitcoin Master live show 
for today, the 8th of November, 2021. I'm going to plug this now because I'll end up forgetting Thursday. I always do. We've got our um, 21 million club Zoom meetup coming up on Saturday. Um, Anyone that is a regular on my show that will tweet my show out if they're on Twitter and they uh, partake in the chat, even by saying hi, um, you are welcome to send me an email using the email at the bottom of my notes and ask if you can be considered to come into this 21 million club. What is it? We talk Bitcoin on Zoom. We get to know each other. Um, we have a laugh. We always have you know, a drink of some description because it's Saturday evening um, and it's absolutely superb. And you get top Bitcoiners sharing stuff privately that they normally charge people for um, when they're doing consultations. So my goodness, we learn a load. On the last one, I maybe got a little bit tipsy. Whoops. Um, but once a month we do this and anyone that supports my show regularly is more than welcome to apply to become part of that elite group. Just send me an email and I'll give you the absolute criteria. So we got that coming up on Saturday. Of course, I've got another show coming up on Thursday, people. So come and join us on Thursday at 6 p.m. UK time. Remember, if you're in the US, I think at some point you're going to get a clock change. We recently had ours last weekend. So at the moment, I believe on the East Coast, you're four hours behind us and on the West Coast, seven. But when your clocks change, you'll go back to five and eight. But I'm sure you're all aware of that. Um, but for now, people, I'm going to go. Um, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm sorry you couldn't see the tweets. Um, you must have heard um, the people speaking on the videos, but of course, you wouldn't have seen them. If you're watching on YouTube, click on the squares. They'll be up um, 24 hours after this show is over. And then basically, please share this where you watch or listen. I would greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, please do go back into the comments section after the show is over. Refresh your browser and leave me a comment because even if it's just hello or hi, anything, it helps mess up YouTube's algorithm and keeps me higher for more newbies to find when they're Googling Bitcoin. So please do that. I implore you. I'll be back on Thursday, everyone. Thank you, as always, for your support. I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, signing off. Strong Bitcoin hand. I'll catch you all on Thursday. I am out of here. Cheerio.